Oh, you haven't seen Marais Mansion? It's out, it's out past the cattle on a thousand hills. There it is. Hey, and welcome to the Legible Church Podcast, where we help churches focus on clarity, transparency, and targeted communication. Mm-hmm. My name is Maria. I get to be the host, and I'm so excited to introduce you to the other two guys here, um, Justin and Dex. Technically, we're the only two guys here. The only two. And oh, yes, you are two. the only I, two guys here. Do we include you One as a guy? One girl and I mean, two I guys mean, and a girl. Yeah, there you go. Two guys and a girl. We should make, that should be the name of this podcast. Two guys, a girl, and yeah. Jesus, another in the fire. And we are three of four business partners that own Legible Strategy and Creative. We are brand strategists, and we also happen to be four pastor's kids yep. that love to help the church. And why we exist is we want to help build the church. As in, technically, I am an elder's child. I grew up in a very conservative church that would not like to use the word pastor hmm. because it was not explicitly said in the yeah. New Testament. Oh, that's, nice. That's episode 10 okay. uh, this season. Just so. for the Got record, it. I have Got a lot it. of guilt and shame about uh, growing up that way. So I just want to make sure that we have full integrity before the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So Dex, yes. tell us about how brand strategy can help in church. Yeah, you know, so... We've been on staff uh, together. I've been on staff uh, at churches for uh, on and off for a little over 20 years, almost 20 years. Um, And there's always the divide between whether uh, it's just, you know, it's Jesus and Jesus only, or it's Jesus plus some strategic thinking, some business principles. Mm -hmm. uh, And, and, you would think that after 20 plus years, at least for me being on staff, you would think that that divide would not be as great any longer, that that would be one of the things mm-hmm. that uh, was solved. And so because it's not solved, that's one of the reasons that we do what we do Yeah, is we try to empower churches to be uh, the spirit-led, spirit-called mm-hmm. group of people that they are, while at the same time being able to come alongside of them and go, hey, there's a way that you can better communicate your particular unique uh, uh, behaviors, uh, thoughts, the actions that you take in the community, the vocabulary that you use to help to describe Mm -hmm. uh, what God has for people's lives, all of those things, that is a part of a brand. Mm -hmm. So we try to undo the sense that branding is just business sense with, with, you know, take God, put God in the corner, and we're just going to try to grow our church Mm -hmm. through whatever tricks uh, that, you know, marketing and advertisers have come up with. That's really anti who we are, anti what we do. We believe that if you can communicate clearly who you are, there's a group of people out there who mm-hmm. are looking to serve alongside of you, attend your church, be a part of your church and community uh, because they share the same values that you share. They have mm-hmm. their personality is uniquely crafted to be grafted with uh, mm-hmm. your community. Um, and so a lot of people, I think, are a bit resistant to what may be considered business principles. And, yeah. you know, that that uh, is is understandable. From our side, I think the principle that we're bringing in is there is a such thing as communicating who you are clearly. And if you do so, it gives a much better opportunity for people to find yeah. you who are looking for you. So people are interacting with churches now in different ways. 
People hear about you. They can search for you online and then they visit and then they attend. They grow and then they give and they get involved. And so this whole idea of brand strategy and business principles can really help clarify that communication well. Yeah, I spent the last 10 years on staff at this large church, right? And it we grew from... But over the time I was there, we grew from like 1,200 to about 12,000 in the course of 10, 10 years. When I first started there, we literally had, had kind of just launched a website. Th- th- that was still like early days of websites. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was a forum for the church. I mean, back in the days when anybody that was a member of the church could have full access to this forum and mm-hmm. we would post apartments that needed, you know, roommates and all those kinds of things. And then kind of slowly grow over time, like as things mm-hmm. like, social media began to pop up and Twitter and our church had a MySpace account and, and kind of go through all of those evolutions, really trying to strategically figure out, hey, what's going on? What are the new ways which people are using yeah. all these tools as the church really kind of began to shift into this information age? Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's been so much fun learning to and having the opportunity, honestly, to experiment, to explore and figure out how do we leverage how can we leverage? I hate that word leverage, by the way. It's such like a, yeah. a businessy term, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's so good. How can we jump in and use some of these tools, uh, these cool new um, places online to connect with people? Mm-hmm. How do we, how does our website need to change over time? Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays, like you don't, you got to have a church website, but you also have to make sure that your church is listed on Yelp. You've got to make sure your church is listed on Facebook is somewhere that people can check in. All those other kinds of things mm-hmm. have happened. And the reality is if you do all those things right, mm-hmm. you can, actually basically help the people of your church um, use their own online experience to kind of share what it's like to be a a part part of of your vision. And and that's something that I don't really think has has existed in terms of the amount and instantaneousness of communication. I don't think that's really existed in kind of the history of church Mm -hmm. the way that it does right now. There's a ton of really cool potential to connect with your church way beyond just the weekends and then empower them to yeah. really connect with their community. And it's one of the things we try to do on behalf of churches is be futurists, especially as it relates to communication. And if you, yeah, there, there probably is a, a theology of communication that we should think of and explore. But if you think about how God has communicated, it started off face-to-face. God, Adam, God, Eve, I'm going to talk to you face-to-face. Then that whole entire thing broke down. Then it's God and Abraham. And then it's God and Moses. And now everybody's sort of freaking out. You know, Moses is going up the hill. His face is, you know, we're like, okay, we don't, this whole God thing, we're scared of that. Just talk to us on his behalf. And then it was prophets. And it was, you know, uh, 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 judges and kings and all of these things, you know, sort of over time. And now it's Jesus comes down, Emmanuel, (laughs) God with us Mm -hmm. again, face to face. But then his ministry starts all over again. We're now it's face to face. He's going to individuals. Hey, you come follow me. Hey, you come follow me. Hey, you come follow me. Then it sort of became the group again, right? Everybody, you've got hundreds, thousands who are following him. He's speaking to the group. And then Jesus dies, is is born again. And he goes, okay, go back now to face to face. And now it's face to face. Then instantly it's back to the group. There's thousands who are coming to listen to it. And now Paul has to now figure out, okay, well, I can't do face to face. Well, what's the next leap? Well, the next leap is letters. I'm going to start all of these letters and then the letters start writing. And so like the thing that we're trying to do is figure out, well, what's the next leap? How Mm -hmm. does God communicate again now? And at the the, with the tools that are currently at our disposal, there's plenty of ways for people to communicate how God is revealing himself to this community, to your church, to be able to communicate that more broadly. It's a part of one of the things that we try to do on behalf of churches. Dang, brother, you, just, you just kind of I took us to church there. I thought you were going to say, yeah, he's all theology awesome. of creativity or of communication. And I just was going to say, stop making announcements. But I, I don't even have a <laughs> yeah. verse to back that up. You just yeah. took us through the 
That well, was so good. Well, you know, one, one of the, the Pentateuch, the entire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, one of the things that we say is, and a lot of this is, it's a hundred percent true, but it's also to reassure pastors. We're not theologians. It's yeah. not the thing that we do. Mm-hmm. We don't really argue theology. We have our own yeses and nos personally, individually. We have our own quiet tones and spiritual uh, yes. devotions. Right. <laughs> but we all sort of have <laughs> our Bible reading plans. Yeah, we have our theology. You know, uh, individually, we sort of have the place where we sort of leap off and go. You know, with uh, people that uh, uh, potential clients or people that we could potentially be working with go, you know what, there's just some things that are so different about the way mm-hmm. you see the world and that sort of stuff that we're probably yeah. not going to do it. But we're not theologians. However, I do think that there are biblical principles to communicating clearly yes. and correctly, yeah. to targeted communication, yeah. to targeted presentation, to how you present yourself. Right. Uh, there is a way to do that. And Paul was incredible at it. Obviously, Jesus was yes. incredible at it. But the entire Bible is full of communicators yeah. trying to figure out how do we clear this up yeah. again, right? We started, God had a very clear direction. Now everybody's gone crazy. Okay, how do we do this again? Mm-hmm. How do we communicate again? Yeah. We think we're in another cycle of that. And there's yeah. some really cool stuff available to churches yeah. now. That's why I love what we're doing here at Legible Strategy and Creative because I see how intentional God is by placing communities into the locations that you exist. Right? I think I think there's intention there. I think God wants to use you in the community that you are, and there are places and unique ways that you can do that. Mm-hmm. And so I love the opportunity to come alongside churches in that way. Um, coming alongside churches is so is so um, encouraging to me because I see that in the kingdom of God, there's so much diverse work being done. And not every church has the resources to hire a creative team Mm -hmm. um, in-house. Not every church has a communications team. And so that's what we get to do uh, with medium-sized churches, small churches, mega churches, and we get to impact the kingdom that way. And that's Mm -hmm. what I'm so excited and passionate about, uh, legible church uh, strategy and creative. Yeah. What about you guys? You know, I grew up in, like I was saying, in this like really teeny tiny little church, which was the exact opposite of the church where I spent 10 years on staff. You know, when I left, we had a social media advertising budget. The church I grew up in, we didn't even have an organ. (laughs) It's just a tiny, tiny little church. And um, being along for that ride over the 10 years as the church kind of grew, as the community changed and evolved, um, I was really lucky to be able to have the opportunity to experiment and try this and try that and kind of learn some things that you know, while we were all serving together on staff together became like, this is obvious about, Hey, here's some of the things that are no brainers to us. You do this and we do some of these things and it creates a context in which God can do some really, really cool things. Like, right. How to take things off the plate that are distracting or going to be getting in the way of people and having the opportunity to every once in a while have conversations with churches who are the exact opposite of that, you know, not big old churches with massive budgets, uh, just small little churches has always been absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I love that. Hopefully the opportunity that we have, we're going to have with legible is going to move us in that direction. And I couldn't be more excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I've, I've, God has gifted me in such a way that I think 
my role in the body of Christ is really to help bridge the gap between people who need to know Christ or need to know about your church organization Mm -hmm. and the organization itself. It's just the work that I've enjoyed doing the most. It's the work that has been most fulfilling to me and the work that I've seen bear the most fruit with the organizations and churches Mm -hmm. I've worked with. Um, And so when I had the opportunity to sort of transition out of doing that same thing for one church and to do that for the global church, it just made the most sense as as a uh, an evolution or progression of not just my life, my mm-hmm. life's work and my career, uh, but also with the gifts that God has given me. So um, that to me is the the most exciting thing is I think that in America especially, there is a need mm-hmm. for strong churches led by conviction, yes, deep values. Uh, and the 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 gall, the guts to actually present those things first, to not hide yes. behind the gloss mm-hmm. of trying to be cool or trying to be relevant or trying to be any of those nonsense words for them to go. Mm-hmm. This is one hundred percent of what we believe. We're not just going to put that out there to, for the world to be able to yeah. hear about it, but we're going to show people through our actions yeah. and that sort of stuff. To me, I think. To have the opportunity to work with churches who are ready to take that step is what I'm most Mm -hmm. excited about. Mm -hmm. I love that too, helping people reach the world that that is around them. You know, one of the other things is whether whether you have a a large church with a ton of resources or or you're a small church with hardly any resources, there's an innate level of unfairness there because a lot of people, before they check out or visit a church, end up like looking at your online presence or mm-hmm. or maybe like pulling you up on a smartphone to try and get maps and directions and things. And um, just a lot of ch- small churches have, so like I went to a church this last weekend, my family and I did, we visited a new church here in town and the website is is horrible. It's confusing. It's not great. The The social media presence is not strong. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the strategy is not super effective or mm-hmm. clear or any of those things. The church was absolutely incredible. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was really, really incredible. While I was, you know, during the after-service prayer time, there was a, a guy that was standing up at the front of the room, like, I thought he was going up to receive prayer, but no, he turned around and he was there. He was one of the guys, like, That's offering awesome. prayer. I don't yeah. want to be racist, but he was a scary-looking white guy, okay? He, 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 he was <laughs> yeah. he was very intense looking. And then a, um, a young black man with an ankle bracelet goes up. And the two of those guys. Not like, like a gold ankle bracelet. No, no. Like a like a house arrest ankle yeah. bracelet. I should be a little more clear. <laughs> yeah. To me, ankle bracelet just means that one thing. Yes. Yeah. Bracelet's probably not the. And, it's a jewelry whatever, piece. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Whatever. But <laughs> these two it, guys yeah. go up there at the end of service and they're praying uh, with and for one another. And it was just like That's this cool. total picture of, man, really this neat. is two total worlds yeah. colliding here. Right. This is what happens and can happen in the context of right. like Christ-centered community. Mm-hmm. The problem is because of this information age that we live in, a lot of people don't mm-hmm. m- might write that church off because they're trying to check it out, yeah. trying to see its online impre- online presence first. Because that's the world we live in. Everybody checks those things out first, mm-hmm. um, and the opportunity to kind of figure out how, how can we level the playing field a little bit and and figure out how to help churches who aren't fully resourced to just naturally have a killer yeah. social media or online presence. Right. What can we do to support those? Ultimately, man, is a way for us to help the kingdom yeah. mm-hmm. uh, manifest itself in the cities mm-hmm. and the communities where these churches are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, to me, the, the biggest, most exciting opportunity yeah. about what Legible can do to help level the playing field mm-hmm. a little. And it goes so much deeper than just, yeah, we need a look and feel that's more cur- current, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's true. 
but you need to tell your unique story as yes. best you can, yes. you know, and that's the conviction that we have. We want to help you be you on all platforms that, that you exist mm-hmm. on and in and in your experience at your church, everything. Well, it's one of the initial challenges that we face, even while we're still just in the conversation phase with people, long before we've signed any paperwork or actually doing any work, is the challenge that we face is overcoming the sense that by uh, taking advantage of social media or by investing a little bit more in a, a proper website or thinking about ways that you can communicate more broadly, that that is somehow just trying to keep up with the Joneses right. or it's just trying to be like the local big church mm-hmm. or, you know, any of that sort of stuff. Yes, And I think exactly. that it sort of comes down to motivation and heart. Uh, if, if your heart is and the heart of your leadership and the heart of your organization is we need to keep up with church X down the street, then that's exactly what you're doing with those tools, right? That's right. You've answered the question for yourself yeah. and that's it. But if your heart is to communicate the uniqueness of your church, Uh, And by uniqueness, even if you're a part of an association, a part of a denomination that helps to define your values or define Mm -hmm. uh, your doctrinal statements, whatever, there's still something unique about the makeup of your church, Mm -hmm. the people who are there, how they interact with each other, how they care for each other, how they serve each other, how they are invested in each other's lives. Uh, uh, There are unique things about the organization and the best possible way to do that is to take advantage of these tools. Now, the mm-hmm. reality is we talk a lot about social media. We talk about websites. We're not a digital agency. Like mm-hmm. we're not a bunch of coders that do that are just trying to get people mm-hmm. to, to buy digital right. products. We are a strategic agency. We work on strategy first. And if the strategy turns out at the end of going through, you know, this multi-step process, if at the end of it, the strategy suggests that your website, your social media, all of those things could be updated or could better reflect your vision, then we'll execute those things. But we don't start with those tools in mind mm-hmm. and then figure out how to, you know, smash people into there. We start off with vision and values. Yep. That's, that is our core. That's the, the baseline, Beginning the foundation yeah, yeah. of who it is, is a clear set uh, of values that are uh, verbs, that are active, that define your actions and your activities, and then a vision. And so all of us have been a part of, you know, vision, values, mission, corporate statements, you know, whatever. There's 15 pages of internal documents mm, yeah. that are just there because people have said you should do those things. We actually have reduced that down. We're not, we are two, two series of statements, a vision statement, <laughs> and your values. All of the rest of that ends up being tactical things. I think mission statements are are, uh, specifically like a level down in organizations. Teams should have individual missions that state, here's the thing that we are gonna do. And those mission statements could possibly change quarterly, uh, uh, yearly, uh, 16 months, 18 months. Your mission is like, what's the hill that we're going to take today? Your vision is, what Mm. are we, the Navy, the Army, the Marines? Like, what is the big grand picture? Your vision is bigger and broader than anything any individual can accomplish. Your vision will probably outlive you, should probably outlive you. Uh, The people who are making and defining the vision, Mm -hmm. um, it's aspirational, it is uh, inspirational, um, Mm -hmm. and it defines the work that you're doing now so that you can influence the future. 
that is your vision statement. What are we going to do now that changes the future uh, for other people in our, our organization, other people in our community, uh, and hopefully, you know, other people in mm-hmm. the world? That's your vision statement. Your values are what are our yeses and nos? Mm-hmm. How will people know us uh, and know us differently than they know church X or church Y down the street? Not because we're better than them, but because we're different than them. Not because we want them to shrink, but because we want people to clearly see who we mm-hmm. are. Uh, hopefully, Church X down the street and your church are working hand in hand to make your community to get uh, better mm-hmm. together. That is how church should work. Uh, there wasn't a time that Paul was writing one letter to one church and one letter to another church and trying to pit them against each other. Mm-hmm. That's not how the church works. We're all members of one body. Churches are in, you know, members of that body as well. Um, so your value statements are not what's better about us than is better about someone else. It is what is true about us. Forget everybody else. What's true about us? What do we value? What do we look like? What do we want to look like? How should we behave? Those are yeah. all captured in value statements. And that's why we make those verbs and not words. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, we value diversity. Not enough. What do you do that shows that you value diversity? Oh, well, we do these things because we value diversity. Uh, we value, you know, whatever. So that that's that's sort of our foundation and our baseline. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just didn't want to get too far off into just digital products or, you yeah. know, the, the, even though those things are low-hanging fruit, if you mm-hmm. don't do those things well, you're just missing a big, huge part of the population mm-hmm. right now. So, um, but vision and values, yeah. that's our foundation. And that vision really impacts everything. I mean, it's not yeah. just um, what to say and how to say it's, it impacts your work, workplace culture, yeah. your staff team dynamic. Yep. It helps create buy-in when you're recruiting volunteers to mm-hmm. do things um, at your church and for your church. Mm-hmm. Um, it helps you give, yeah, like who to hire, yeah. you know, who to hire, who matches up with your vision. Does their life values match up with what you're doing and mm-hmm. gives focus in that way? Yeah, it, it helps to reinforce those values and that vision. Uh, uh, in an expandable sort of way, in an exponential sort of way, so that if uh, you have a volunteer who knows, understands, has ingested uh, your vision, not just the tagline, but the actuality of your vision into their life. Well, when they're having a, a conversation with uh, a coworker whose marriage is failing, they're going to use the same value that hopefully that person who then shows up to your church, that now that message gets reinforced. Well, mm-hmm. because you've clarified your vision and people know exactly what it is. When they see it in signage, when they see it somewhere around their house, they see it in a sticker on a car, they see it in whatever the place is, however you choose to magnify that vision to communicate it really clearly. Um, that vision, if it's clearly stated, clearly written, uh, gets reinforced over time. And one of the challenges is not that people don't, uh, talk about your church. It's just that everyone talks about it a little bit differently. Yeah. Person in the front row, person in the back row, guy who serves, gal on the parking team, uh, uh, person who's bouncing babies, person in the coffee shop. They all love the church. They just talk about it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Well, if you could create uh, the messaging, clarify the messaging to the point that they are all talking about it in the same way. Well, now you're magnifying that message. It's going exponential, you know, and that's one of the things that we hope to try to help Mm -hmm. churches to do. Anyone interacting with you and your church people are going to know what you're about. Yeah. 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 Which is so powerful. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of why we named this legible. 
I mean, yeah. it's a play on the, you know, the word, like it's usually in reference to written form, mm-hmm. but that's why we always begin with vision and values because that's what gives the clarity, the readability, the communication tools, it's legibility for who you are and what you're about. Yeah. Um, and everything comes from that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's powerful work. So I think maybe one of the things that you, we, we can invite you guys to do as a takeaway after you've been listening to this conversation is really just do a little bit of homework here. Go to your church website if you've got one. Go to the click on click on about or whatever it is. Get to that mm-hmm. about page. Look at your tagline, your church vision statement. Read that thing, and now just ask yourself: Does that vision statement having a unique and direct impact on the way you're doing church on the weekends? Like, what did you guys do this for church this last weekend? What are you planning this upcoming weekend? Does it line up with the vision statement in a way that's unique? In a way that's mm-hmm. clear? Does it line up with the things that are happening at your church this week? Uh, that's not just the weekend services. Uh, really think through that, and then just uh, just get honest. Like you know, we're yeah. not asking you to do anything else right now, other than be honest. Is there clarity? Is there a clear line between your vision and your values as a church, and what you're actually doing when you gather and function as the church? Mm-hmm. Such a good good question. I love homework. Yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm one of those weird people attitude. who Sorry. loves homework. All right, guys, we are. I bet you oh, did. I bet yeah. you did love homework. Well, certain subjects. Yeah. But this type of homework, I love. No, uh, I didn't like, I like writing. I like doing all, I just hated every math. little bit, every bit not of homework. Not math. Yeah, to me, it was, give me the test. Yeah. No yeah. homework. Just You're just going to prove test. yourself right yeah. then yeah, and there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is, I'm going to ace this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope you've enjoyed this. We are just getting started. This is some of the stuff we're going to cover here at the Legible Church Podcast. We we appreciate you listening. You can subscribe um, and tune subscribe in to our next. Subscribe now for those hot takes. Those kind yes. of hot takes. Mm. And also, church. if you have any thoughts or questions, email me at Maria at legible.church. My name is spelled M-E-R-E-A, Maria. Yes. I yeah. liked what you did there when you spelled it out. You recognized this is a potential point of lack of, of clarity. Legibility. And let me make, yeah, let me make this legible. Let's get to legibility. <laughs>